All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What is good, my friends? Happy Wednesday, presented by Botano and Skip. It's the Wednesday edition of Lease Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs at Leafs Morning Take or Leafs Morning Take, excuse me, and you'll find us and you see on your screen right there at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe. If you're watching right now and are not subscribed, what are you doing at the Leafs Nation 401? Don't forget, to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. I do a, a, a bit of a column called Muzzy's Musings following every game or most games. I did one last night. Clearly, it was on Zach Aston Reese. It was on Jet Greaves, your boy, and uh, Killer Instinct. So make sure to go over to theleafsnation.com. Check that out. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to it a bit later on in the show. And uh, coming up in 10 minutes from now, I've been meaning to do this for a couple days, but I'm going to dive into the Michael Bunting officiating crackdown, if you want to call it that. Dave Jackson, former NHL ref turned rules analyst for ESPN, will drop by. And uh, we're going to dive into things further. It'll be interesting to get the perspective of a former official in the league because we've seen what's transpired, especially the last little while when it comes to Michael Bunting. And I'm just wondering what this guy needs to do to get back in the good graces of the league. And and I'm, I'm more so curious to see what's happening behind the scenes. Uh, Sheldon Keefe alluded to it the other day. 
Kyle Dubas would be talking to the league. How does that conversation go? Doesn't it make things worse? Uh, all those questions will be answered by Dave Jackson coming up in about 10 minutes from now. But for now, let's get over the boards. Oh, yes, Azar is born. And Zach Aston Reese, what a conversation, folks. If you were to tell me in training camp when this guy was on a PTO, he'd go on to sign that contract and he would score 10 goals. I probably would have ran a naked mile. Let's be honest about it. Uh, very old school of me, I know. But 9 and 10 on the season yesterday, two-goal effort. He has five goals in his past 10 outings. And to me, the big story last night was the depth players. I thought the David Camp line was outstanding, clearly. The big boys were shut down. It went pretty much to script as what you expect for a Leafs team against a team like Columbus starting a no-name goalie. Uh, with all due respect, again, to Jack Greaves uh, and the Greaves family were in attendance for this game, a Cambridge native, 22, undrafted. All he does is go out there and make 46 saves. And as a Leafs fan, you could always just just, just sit there and laugh because it happens every damn time a goalie you've never heard of makes his start, his inaugural start, his debut start against Toronto Maple Leafs. He goes out there and has the game of his life. So I hope all of you at the very least took the over on Jack Greaves' saves yesterday, makes 46, and... Uh, I guess the Leafs deserve credit for overcoming that, especially in the first half of the game. I didn't think they were outstanding by any stretch last night, but they found a way. I really can't be too critical of a, a meaningless game in the middle or in the beginning of April, I should say, with, with not much in terms of ramifications on the standings. They got the two points. Uh, they outshot them two to one. I thought for the most part, Greaves was good. Was he outstanding to make 46 saves? I think the jury's still out on that. A lot of it was a perimeter game. I thought the uh, the Nylander-Tavares-Marner trio on paper should have dominated this hockey game. They really didn't. They didn't do much at all. Um, I, I thought the Christmas was lacking last night. Uh, a bunch of fan opportunities. I think we saw five or six. We saw Austin Matthews miss uh, a couple of tap-ins. Like it's It's been that type of year for Austin Matthews where he scores the empty netter. He has 38 goals. And the tap-ins alone, he could have 50 goals this year. Uh, No-brainer with that, too. It's just the way, uh, you know, the luck's been going for Matthews so far this season. But bottom line, they got the two points. They took care of business. Uh, was it their best outing? I would say no, although, again, they outshot them by a wide margin, 50 to 26, uh, 26 as you see on your screen right there. Jack Reese was a, a brilliant story. Credit to Columbus, by the way, missing like half their roster stayed in the game. But anybody who's watched the Leafs throughout this season, previous seasons and the regular season specifically, you know this happens. So... I think they deserve kudos for overcoming that, getting the job done. They always seem to play down to their opponents. They were, they were good last night. I mean, I, I'm taking nothing away from that game. But uh, have we seen the Leafs play better? Uh, profoundly, I would say yes. So that was your story. Zach Aston Reese, uh, the biggest takeaway for me, by far Toronto's best player on the ice. I thought the D was okay. Too many D-zone turnovers. And that goes across the board. A couple muffins from Justin Hall, Morgan Riley. And again, it, it's just so hard to be critical of a game. So, uh, you know, it, it's two points. You move on. Five games remaining in the regular season. Next up is a stop in Boston tomorrow. And by the way, that was the penultimate home game of the season. So the Maple Leafs, after this, one final remaining home game that happens on Saturday against the rival Montreal Canadiens. So again, Dave Jackson's coming up in about five minutes from now. But now I'm going to turn things over to the one and only, and I'm sure Dave knows this man well. Here's three hits with Rosie. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to three hits. Number one, 
I guess we got to get used to Matt Murray not being around. No one really knows except for him and maybe a select few what the deal is and how long he'll be out. But I guess we're going to have to go with his reputation and assume that it might not be any time soon. So in that, number two, we're going to have to start focusing on Joseph Wall a little bit more. Looked pretty solid tonight, maybe a couple weak ones, but uh, you know, fourth win in the row in the NHL. This guy's showing that he can most certainly be an NHL goaltender. And it's nice that he's getting these reps right now. Nice that he's getting, you know, some time in between the pipes. You never know what's going to happen down the stretch. If Murray's coming back, if he's going to have to start a game, you know, heaven forbid, um, Shawgren, heaven forbid Sammy gets hurt. At some point in time, and Wool has to get thrown in, but he's showing that he is competent. It's not like they're going with a third stringer who is absolutely shaky and unproven and everything else. Uh, you know, he looks like he's uh, developing into a bit of a player, so that's fantastic. Number three, Zach Aston Reese. You know, he's been making some noise lately. It's good to see. He's been scoring. It's his first 10-goal season of his career, and I mean, that's kind of a milestone that once you get to that, you're uh, starting to uh, get some ice time and get some looks and being able to play out there a lot more than uh, someone who's not. So it's nice that he's trending in the right direction. You know, every team that wins the uh, Stanley Cup always has good depth, always has good depth. And if you can get a guy like Zach Aston Reese chipping in, you know, offensively and getting some goals, um, you need that down the stretch. You need that in the playoffs. And, you know, some people wonder where the big boys were tonight and stuff. I mean, we're resting, guys. We're load managing, blah, blah, blah. And it's nice that when given the opportunity, a guy like Czar can step up and get things done. So kind of a blah game in the midst of kind of a blah time of the season, to be honest. The weeks are ticking by, and pretty soon it's only going to be days away from the drop of the puck of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I, for one along with many, many other Leaf faithfuls who have been waiting very, very long for a first-round win, are going to be very excited for this one. So, onward we go. There you have it. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Jay Rosell, breaking it down. I do tend to agree. Zach Aston Reese, uh, what, a, what a really, really good story. Again, he was a PTO in training camp earned his contract and now has 10 goals on the season. He actually, in fact, got to 10 goals before, uh, you know, Alex Kerfoot or in the same game as Alex Kerfoot, which I think is pretty tremendous considering where Kerfoot slotted into the lineup to start the year and Zach Aston Reese. So kudos to him. Brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip using the promo code TLN15 on the Skip the Dishes app. You'll get 15 bucks off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Please note this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Again, the promo code TLN15 for $15 off when you spend 30 or more on Mitch's dishes. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA and Ontario in the lakes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. With that in mind, I'm so happy to bring in today's... Sorry, my mistake, producer Alex. You got you to gotta play the stinger for Skip right there, so I appreciate that. Uh, as mentioned, I want to bring in today's guests. I've been uh, looking at getting him for a couple weeks now. Finally, schedules aligned. I'm happy to bring former NHL ref, current rules analyst with ESPN. It is Dave Jackson. What's up, Dave? I'm doing well, Nick. How are you doing? Just enjoying – I'm enjoying the uh, sunshine here. We had snow in Denver yesterday, but it's going to be back up in the 70s pretty soon. So that's spring in Denver. 
great to hear. Even here in Toronto, it's uh, it's starting to, it's starting to turn into spring, which is great. Um, obviously, an exciting time in both markets with the Avalanche, the way they're playing, winning an OT last night, the Maple Leafs winning against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Got to ask you off the top. You see that ugly mug of Jay Rosehill earlier. What do you remember about that guy on the ice? Well, I just remember everybody uh, on the ice with him on his team played a little bit bigger when he was out there. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's like, uh, it's like having nuclear weapons, right? If you got somebody like Jay in the lineup, the other team tends to watch what they do and not take liberties. And uh, he was, he was a really good uh, insurance pact for both the teams he played with and uh, never gave us any problem. He just did his job and, ha- you know, up and down and you talk to him and you just be like, yeah, I'm just out here to do my job. And that's good. That's what we're out here for too. And yeah, a lot of respect for those guys. It's funny you say that. Cause when I asked Jay about stories and we met at a, we've met up a couple of times in Toronto, once in Edmonton, a couple of weeks back, I'm like, tell me some stories about, you know, playing in the league and, and the relationship with officials. And he's like, it's never been bad. Like you guys knew how to do your job and, and Jay and sort of his like knew how to do their job. It was like, you know, it was like a common thing. You guys know knew what was happening out there. As long as you kept things kosher and and in game, it was fine. Like that's how Rosie tells the story. Oh, absolutely. The, the tough guys are very easy to deal with normally. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing mysterious about it. They're out there. They want. They they want the ice time. And if somebody does something they shouldn't be doing, then they're going to have to you know answer the bell and. The guys that give you problems are the guys that are always that are, that that won't fight. That are always giving little jabs after the whistle, little doing the turn, you know, trying to draw, you know, the other team like, go ahead, hit me, hit me, type of thing, and then I'm going to turtle. Not Jay. I mean, you know what you're getting, and that's the same with with all the guys of of, of his ilk, honest hockey players, and they're just out there to do a job. And like I said a couple of minutes ago, just a ton of respect. So I want to get into the Michael Bunting situation, but first and foremost, uh, I would just love to get your opinion on the state of officiating in the NHL. I should preface by saying I'm not Mr. You know, bitch at the ref. I'll be honest. Like, I think it's a tough job. I know even at a professional level, especially now with all the camera work and all the angles to see what you got wrong or what you didn't get wrong. I, I just think it's so tough. So I'll preface by saying that. But what's been your honest opinion, Dave, of the officiating in the NHL this season? Well, just to back up a sec, like what you just said, when I started the NHL back in my first game was in 1990. And for the first 10 years of my career, it was one referee. And a lot of these games weren't even on TV. They might've been in local markets, but that's about it. And, uh, you know, the uh, the TV truck guy would come in before the game and go, oh, we're on TSN tonight. You'd be like, oh, right on. Like my family can watch me work because the games just weren't televised the way they are today. So you'd be doing a game out in LA on a Wednesday or Tuesday night, and you might you might have a controversial call. It's taken three days for them to FedEx that VHS videotape to Toronto for my boss to look at it. By that time, you know a bunch of other craps happened <laughs> two days that it takes to get there, and he's forget forgotten about what you did. Now we've got like instantaneous slow mo, high def, fifteen camera angles, and and back when I started, if you didn't call a penalty, a lot of times that was considered good judgment. When in reality, I just missed it. And now, <laughs> now when you get um, a scoring chance taken away or, or a guy going on that or, or, a, or a missed high stick, I mean, missed high sticks is probably the toughest call in hockey because it happens so fast. 
and you're never quite sure if it actually makes the contact or if the player's trying to draw a penalty or if he's just flinching to try and avoid being hit in the, in the face, which a lot of guys do. Super hard calls. Um, but we break them down into ultra slow-mo, and it's, it, it's really tough to be perfect. I mean, every referee wants to be perfect, but it's, a, it's an unattainable standard. And I think the refereeing in the NHL is good. Now, we always focus every night or every two nights, there's one call on how did they miss this or why did they call that? But don't forget, if a referee calls six penalties in a game, misses one, so he's, he's you know, six for seven, but he's made 500 decisions. Every time there's a body check, every time somebody goes down, every time somebody falls or a goalie gets bumped, I mean, there's still a decision being made. So if you look at their decision-making process, and fans don't realize that, I mean, they're probably like 499 for 500 when the night's over. But everything gets, just the negatives get magnified. We, we never see about, wow, what a great hockey game. Three penalties, called everything they needed, let the players play. Those get overlooked. We just tend to focus on the negativity. Honestly, I don't know what possessed you to get into that line of work because I think you're so bang on with that assessment. But uh, any theory as to why the Leafs continue to be one of the least penalized teams in the NHL year after year after year? Like, this has been a thing since, like, Austin Matthews came to the league because we all know how potent that power play can be, right? Right. You're saying least uh, – they receive the least uh, power plays. Yeah. Yes. Well, you should probably get in line behind the Edmonton fans on my Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because according to them, with Connor, since they've had Connor McDavid, they never get power plays either. Um, now you're looking at those stats. I don't know st stats or stats, but when you look at the total number and break them down into per game, there's really not a huge discrepancy. It's usually about one point something per game less than the team that gets the most. Um, I honestly don't have an answer for you there. It's uh, you've got. If you look at the entire staff, uh, there's a website called Scouting the Refs that breaks down uh, each referee and how many penalties they've called on the home team versus, the, and those numbers, and from referee number one to referee number 36, those numbers are usually within half a penalty over an entire season. So, you know, the notion that these referees are just going out and being homers or anti-homers, it just, it just doesn't, the, the stats don't back it up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, and my mistake on phrasing that question is a bit off, but uh, I'm happy you jumped aboard and you understood what I was trying to say. It's just, it's been one of those things, I guess it's an anomaly the last couple of years, but it seems like every year the Leafs don't get the power plays that other teams get in this league. So let's get to the Michael Bunting situation. First and foremost, do you as a former official in this league think Michael Bunting is being mistreated? And judging by your first answer, I don't think so. Well, I, I also, I need to preface this. Living in Denver now and working for ESPN, we cover mainly... U.S.-based teams. Uh, we will cover occasionally when Toronto comes in, when Edmonton comes in because of the star power. So I, yeah. I don't see a lot of Toronto Maple Leaf games. The only the only time I really see uh, Maple Leaf action is when my Twitter feed blows up and people want me to look at certain calls. Uh, so I apologize for speaking in generalities to, to some degree, but I know what's going on or I know what the perception is that's going on. And there's a couple of points I want to make just in general, and not concerning Michael Bunting, but concerning calling um, uh, calling embellishments or, or not not giving power plays on certain players. Um, there's a really overused trope that, oh, the referees want to be the show. They come in, they want to be the show and, and do this. Could not be further from the truth. I was there 32 years, and my hope every single night was I get in and out, not be noticed. Because... People think referees are unaccountable. It couldn't be further from the truth. You're micromanaged. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but you're micromanaged. Toronto has a guy assigned to every game that's being played. I got one guy, Why? if I'm working, I got one guy watching my game, four different camera angles, logging everything I call and everything I miss in his opinion. That gets clipped, sent to me after the game. It gets sent to the boss after the game. Half my games, I've got a supervisor live in the building who comes down after the game and personal one-on-one debrief with what you did that night. You get uh, a mid-season rating on everything. Uh, your skating, your positioning, your comportment, your your judgment. And then at the end of the year, you got 36 referees, only 20 go to playoffs. So that's an affirmation of how well you've worked that year. So people think referees are unaccountable. They're, they're extremely accountable. Uh, it's just not made public. And to think that a referee wants to go out there and say before the game, predetermined, I'm going to pick on Michael Bunting because I don't like him, could not be further from the truth. It, just, it doesn't happen. And I know a lot of your listeners will be saying, oh, that, that's not true. He does. But I can tell you, honestly, unless there's one outlier out there that might feel that way, as a group, guys do not feel that way. They don't want the attention on them. They do want to get in and have that game go smoothly. Players themselves, I mean, stereotypes exist for a reason narrative players create those players create those things uh, referees hate getting duped they really do and when they get duped more than once by the same player then they're hesitant to sometimes make a call obviously a blatant trip uh going on that but when you see a player who has burnt you in the past and Something happens that's not clear cut because let's face it, the people that say the rule book should be called black and white, that's not possible. The, the NHL rule book is gray. Everything is judgment. Other than puck over the glass, everything is judgment. 
one one fan's definition of a hooking penalty is the other team's definition of a great defensive play. It's a judgment call. So when you have a play that's a judgment call, it could go either way, like you're trying to get a sight line for it, and you're not sure if that's a penalty, and the player involved has duped you before, you would rather miss a call than make a call and then be shown you're wrong. And that's the player that creates that narrative, not the referee. The referee does not want to go out and battle with a player. It just doesn't happen. So to that point, I mean, let's humanize the situation. As you mentioned, everybody's human. We're going to have our good days and our bad days. And it just seems like the bad days seem to happen against Michael Bunting and the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I think you made the point there as well. Like, what do you think it is about Bunting's game that sort of triggers or annoys officials, if you want to call it that? Is it that he thinks they think he embellishes or is it the chirping or is it the constant bickering after the whistle? It's probably all three, but I, I, I will preface it and I, I'm going to give him props and a lot of respect. You can't blame a player for doing whatever he can to gain an advantage for his team. I mean, that's, you know, the old saying, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So I, I give a player a lot of props for saying, I'm going to do what it takes. If I, I mean, goals are hard to come by. If I can get a power play for my team, I'm going to help my team. And that is, you know, Good for him. And not just him, but dozens of other players across the league. We see it every night. It's not just Michael Bunting. And I think if Toronto fans watched a ton of other games, they would see the same standard being applied to, to certain players. Um, but I think it's up to the player to, to reestablish his reputation. Uh, you need Players need to earn the trust of, of, of referees. And there's players out there that do have that trust. They've been around a long time. They've never done anything to lose that trust. And if it's a if it's a play where the referee's not 100% sure and the and he thinks he might have got him in the face for example, they're going to call a penalty there because they're not expecting a guy to try and cheat them or or fabricate something. And these players also have good relationships with the referees. When you for any player, I'm not talking Michael Bond, when you're shaking your head, when you're raising your arms in the air, that doesn't help. It really, uh, referees are humans. And most referees you can talk to. Go over to them in a commercial stoppage and say, listen, you know, what you see there, I, I shouldn't have reacted the way I did. And referees have short memories. I mean, they really do. I remember uh, Michel Therrien, the old coach of the Montreal Canadiens. I uh, gave him a bench minor one night in Anaheim. And he was, yeah, he was really ticked at me, really upset. And uh, the very, two days later, I, ha I had Montreal again. And I come skating out in the ice and, and he's standing on the player's bench. Team's not out yet. And I stop, right? The player's, and he's, I can tell by his body language, he's looking like, oh, he's going to come after me again for the end of the night. And I said, hey, Mike, are we good? Because I'm good. In fact, I don't even remember what happened last game. So are we good? And, and he kind of laughed and he went, yeah, we're good. And, and it just, it sort of broke the ice because I don't want to hold a grudge. And we were fine. There, nothing happened that game. He yelled a couple of times. I said, I hear you. But, but I think that's how most referees want to approach situations. It's like, let's start with a clean slate every game. And I'll forgive, but I don't necessarily forget. If you've burnt me once, there's a chance you're going to burn me twice. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, with bunting. Like, obviously, he wants to get back into good books. And we saw that to an extent last night where it seemed like players are actively going after bunting, knowing what they've learned in the media. And I think he, he had some self-constraint. And... And he, he held back a bit, which is great to see. But I think this will happen over time with Michael Bunting. And there are examples throughout the league of guys, you know, rectifying their situations or their game, right? Like Matt Cook is an example. 
I think Brad Marchand off the top of my head, like those are guys in the past that you just knew had a reputation to them and, and it changed a bit over time, right? Oh my God, Brad Marchand, when he came in the league, it was like, oh, I'm not him again. And then he yeah. realized, I think he was probably, he had a great leadership group around him, like Bergeron, those guys. Um, I think they told him, listen, you're a good hockey player, just play hockey. And look at him now. I mean, the guy's a star, a great mm -hmm. player. And um, going back to what I said about the, the guys in, in the Toronto situation room, even if I wanted to, I mean, you heard stories back in the 80s and 90s where guys would just, you know, a player would get a bad reputation and he, he couldn't lose it because the referees would pick on him. It doesn't work that way today. Like I said, every call that I make or that is potentially missed gets logged. And your bosses look at it and they don't look at the whole big picture of that game necessarily when they see these clips. They look at one clip and they go, that's a terrible call. They move to the next clip, that's a terrible call. And referees wouldn't have the excuse to go, well, it's because it was that certain player. The boss is gonna say, Stephen Watkins is gonna say, no, I don't care what player it is, those are bad calls. And you need to, you need to improve, you need to, you need to uh, be true to the standard. So, so guys would be cutting their nose off despite their face if they went out looking to burn a certain player. I totally agree. Uh, Dave, I think it's a difficult job and you do a great job of breaking things down on ESPN. I catch a lot of those broadcasts and I really appreciate that element of the broadcast that you guys provide. Because again, I'm not Mr. Like Bitch at the officials. I, I understand, you know, people are human. We make mistakes and it's just magnified under the microscope, especially in this country. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on today, addressing the Michael Bunting situation, because it's it's getting out of control in this market with the Stanley Cup playoffs just around the corner. Probably not the first time we're going to talk about it. Appreciate it. Oh, for sure. Thanks for having me, Nick. Anytime. Uh, what a beauty right there. Former NHL official now with ESPN as a rules analyst. If you haven't caught ESPN's broadcast, it's always kind of cool. Like the NFL does it a lot. The NBA does it a lot where a foul or a play will happen and they'll go right to the official. And I like that, you know, aspect from ESPN. So I appreciate uh, Dave coming on and reacting and, and breaking down the bunting situation more so from the official standpoint. We really don't get that a lot in the media. I know different sports allow their officials to talk, not really in the NHL. Meantime, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Let's get to it. I'll be honest, it's been a tough start back on our bets this week. We're 0 for 2, a bad beat with Minnesota on Monday. Then uh, the, the under went to die last night in Toronto. We had the over in that game. I was like, Jet Greaves, here we go, 46 saves. So hopefully we start fresh today. I'm going to look to some Major League Baseball. So the Blue Jays finally get back on track last night. You say Kikuchi, what an outing for him. Looked a bit turbulent at the start, but he found his way just a tad. I'm going back to the Blue Jays, but I'm taking the run line, as you see on your screen right there. Uh, Alec Manoa, the ace, is on the hill against Zach Greinke, the veteran. And I like the Blue Jays to start flexing their muscles and maybe ignite their offense a tad. The offense has been held in check the first five or six games of the season. Uh, I'm predicting the Jays find it here against Zach Greinke and the Kansas City Royals. So give me the, running line, the run line excuse me, in that game. The Blue Jays, the Kansas City Royals, and uh, again, Alec Manoa on the hill. A rough outing first time around, so I really think he finds his game. And I would take the over in Alec Manoa's strikeouts as well. So I like the Blue Jays tonight. And uh, many thanks to Batano, our new sponsors here on the program. As we get to the chat, a lot of conversation about Dave Jackson. hope all of you out there appreciated that conversation and that interview. I've been trying to track him down for a couple weeks to get his perspective. Again, it, it, it's just a really, really difficult job to do. Like Total Gamer 1 writes, and why does Wes McCauley always call the Leafs game biased? 
Uh, Gary writes in, wondering what Dave thinks on what letter players talking to the refs have on the refs' calls. Um, you know, Total Gamer is not a big Wes McCauley guy, as he's proven to say in this chat. Corey Parrish, this is exactly what the Leafs needed for years, was a bottom six that could contribute, and that's why this team is deeper and more capable of beating Tampa. I could not agree more. Love what Zach Aston Reese has brought to the table. And don't forget, I believe Matthew Nyes has another game coming up tomorrow. So Nyes watch on again. And by the end of this weekend, we'll know one way or another, likely coming up on Monday, if Matthew Nyes will sign with the Toronto Maple Leafs and play the last couple of games of the season, and then maybe hopefully give them a very difficult decision in time for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs against Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, just reading on the chat as well, Super Strict 9, our good buddy. Not all calls are judgment calls, in my opinion. Some penalties are blatantly obvious. Um, Jamie wanted me to ask about the hold on Nylander when he stepped on that stick. My apologies, I didn't get to that conversation. Uh, PS17, Bunting has a reputation of embellishing. He's paying the price for such. And uh, PS17, that's why I asked that question. What triggers officials? Because at the end of the day, these guys are humans and we have memories. I don't care if you say you don't have a long memory. We have memories. You know, Bunting's dove before what player in this league quite frankly hasn't dove uh, and i wonder what irks officials is it the embellishment is it the fact that he's constantly bitching you know bickering you see him on the bench he's chirping i want to know the number one thing that triggers the officials and the answer was all of the above so very very curious to see what transpires the next couple of weeks i thought michael bunting good showing of himself against columbus it's one game but when the lights go on for game one against stanley in the stanley cup playoffs the officiating always seems to be a tad different. So uh, we'll see what happens against Tampa. But I, for one, do not want Michael Bunting to change his style or the way he plays the game. I'm, I'm super happy with the way he plays the game, quite, quite frankly. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, many thanks to Jay's, Jay Rosal for, for dropping by the show. Three hits with Rosie, another success. Jay's going to be back in the mix tomorrow. And uh, we're going to have his former teammate, Tim Stapleton, on the show. I don't know if you guys caught this. He was on Spit and Chicklets a while back, and he was tremendous. So... We're going to get Tim on the show yesterday. We're going to get a breakdown of the Maple Leafs, his perspective, what it was like to be a Toronto Maple Leaf as well. He's an absolute beauty. So Tim Stapleton's coming by. Uh, many thanks to everybody in the chat. I wanted to give you a, a bit of a different perspective on the show today, an officiating standpoint. We often don't really talk about that. I know Rosie, being a, t a former tough guy, will give hints and bits and pieces as to conversations he's had with officials in the past, but I thought it brought it into light, and it's a perfect time to do so. Again, let's be honest. Love the game against Columbus, but it's a meaningless game in April. So I'm not going to spend 20 minutes breaking it down. It's just a waste of my time, quite frankly. Uh, many thanks to producer Alex as well and uh, to our feature presentation. Again, Dave Jackson, former NHL ref, current rules analyst with ESPN. Again, if you're not subscribed at the Least Nation 401, you can subscribe right now. Help us out. Thank you so much. And we'll talk tomorrow. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.